podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. No. Just because you don't know it, don't mean we're not going to ask the question to you. <laughs> Ricky, ask the question. Which eight English cities can have derby matches? So we've got London, Birmingham, Liverpool, Manchester, Manchester, Bristol, Bristol, Birmingham. Did you say Birmingham? Birmingham. Yeah, it said Birmingham. One played at the weekend that you've already. Sheffield. Yeah. Sheffield. So there's, so there's two one, more. Two more. Fucking hell. Uh, uh, I think we should just carry on recording them. I mean, when it comes to us, we'll just shout out intermittently yeah. throughout the pod. Be a bit weird if he's screaming at <laughs> the middle of, of conversations. Oh. Hang on, Norwich and Ipswich are not in the same city, are they? No. Yeah. Alright, fuck it, let's carry on. Hello, uh, welcome back, gentlemen. <laughs> How's it going? Ricky, how you doing, mate? Yeah, all good, mate, all he's good. Still got a cat? Yeah, still got Arthur. How is uh, your little lady? Uh, she's uh, there's been a slight and I mean 
the slightest bit of improvement. She's now eating her breakfast downstairs and eating her dinner downstairs because she was running up, just getting home from school and just sitting on her bunk bed uh, where the cat can't get to her. They can get up there. Yeah, I know, but she doesn't know that. Right. She thinks she's safe up there. Let her know. Uh, no, I'm not in them. Yes, yes. <laughs> one. <laughs> I always pay attention. Not scouting, not scouting. Right, there you go. And um, yeah, and so a mate of mine came over on Saturday, and he was holding uh, Arthur, and I was holding my daughter. And while they were both kind of lifted in the air, she felt safe. Yeah. And then she put her arm out, and she was stroking Arthur. Oh, good. So that was fine. Um, and then uh, I had some family round on Sunday. And we did the same thing again, but she's still, like, really iffy. But the little... I know I can't explain it to a cat, but I'm saying, look, he's harmless, he won't do anything. And then he later, like, I'm stroking him and he's purring. I'm like, can you hear him purring? And then he falls on his back, like, for you to rub his belly. They hate rubbing their... You don't rub their belly. And then you rub his belly and he starts fucking clawing. Yeah, She's yeah. like, Dad, wh- 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 why is he doing that? I'm just like, he's playing, he's playing. But there's, like, blood coming from me. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, yeah, no, I mean, you've never had cats, clearly. You nah. never, ever rub a cat's belly. Why? Unless you want to wind them up a bit. Oh, uh, OK. Yeah, they hate it. They pretend and then they... Fight. Look, no, there's, no, there's no doubting that there will be a time when... She gets scratched yeah, a bit. Yeah, no. She just got to learn. How are you doing, T? Not bad. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Why you been? Too long. It's been like yeah. four weeks, isn't it? Four. There's been a few. A couple of generosity. A couple of work. I've just been working late. But, um, what have yeah. you been up to? Um, not a great deal. Did you go to West Ham? No, no, I didn't. I've not been to see us play them at London Stadium. I've been to Upton Park, but not London Stadium yet, no. Mm. I mean, how did you take it? Because I, I was in Amsterdam. And um, I was, I mean, everything looked really pretty when I was watching, looking at the screen. Can, Psychedelic, like. Yeah, yeah, massively. Like, I, I did three days of eating as many mushrooms as I could possibly put in my mouth. I don't even like mushrooms, but uh, I, I persevered. And uh, it got to the final day, the day where, um, where I watched the game. I watched it with Stu, my boss. We were also at the same time as watching uh, Celtic Rangers. And they, they'd just gone... Uh, they went 1-0 down when we went 2-0 up. So that was awkward. <laughs> that was awkward. But uh, it, it, was, uh, it was fantastic. There's no better way to watch football than uh, uh, under some sort of influence of mushroom. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to say some kind of influence on anything. I'm not, but... talking, about, I'm not talking about shiitakes. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah, it was great. I mean, we were... I thought, up until the sending off, we were superb. Yeah, absolutely superb. I got I got a little bit nervous in the first ten minutes. I thought there was a little bit of kind of, you know, it was quite a scrappy game for the for the first part. But as soon as we scored, we took over completely. I think as well, like um, when I was watching, say probably the first fifteen, maybe twenty. Um, when I was watching it, uh, I think I think uh, West Ham had the better of us. They were kind of um, diving into tackles. They were pressuring us. And I think we looked a bit, uh, a, li- a little bit flat-footed. But there's only so much of uh, kind of aggression and, and passion and running on that raw energy can take you until, uh, you know, that strategy isn't going to last for the whole game. And then when it runs out and you're playing against uh, a well-drilled team like Spurs, um, we're only going to expose, expose those weaknesses, and that's exactly what happened. I think the Antonio injury changed the game for them a fair bit. Yeah. They're, uh, you know, they're, playing, they're in a decent shape. They're causing us problems. Um, I'm not sure if the Oviedo tackle and Anatovic was before, was before our goal, but they were, they were very competitive before, before we got our first goal. I think the first half, 
might have been a little harsh on them being 2-0 down. But we were, we were very clinical. And I think... Um, I think this is a new Spurs team. This is a new, new, new way of us playing football, just counter-attacking, just soaking up pressure and just making it count when we, when we get our chances. Absolutely. Well, question is quite, it's quite complicated, but it is very good. Well thought out. Uh, Khalid Iqbal Kwasi on uh, f- uh, Facebook, he says, is performance more important than result in terms of the team and individuals? Example, media and fans with pressure on Ali not performing to his best, but he's already got three goals and one assist in seven starts. And it's getting better in dangerous positions as well. For Spurs, it's the other way around. Performance is Wembley much better than the result. I don't agree with all of that. Um, but, I mean, look, with performance comes results, ultimately. Yeah, I think you're not going to continue to play well and not win games. I mean, there are going to be some teams who probably feel a little bit unjust in that they're playing well and not got the wins. But the way we've played at Wembley gives me, gives me optimism that we are going to eventually start winning games here in the league. And I think the West Ham game was one of those games where we did enough to win. I mean, I suppose it's probably like Canelo and Golovkin sort of bring boxing into it, where he knew what he had to do to win the, win the fight and he done it. And, and with the West Ham game, we knew that we weren't going to necessarily outrun them without fighting, but we just knew that when we got our chances, we made them count. Uh, the first question, is performance uh, more important than the result? Uh, so- sometimes it, it is just the result. Uh, you just need that win. Um, and especially in derby matches, I don't care how we win them, just as long as we win. Um, but then other times, as uh, someone who enjoys football and wants to see Spurs uh, play the right way, then then obviously uh, you're looking for the performance. But um, if you if you turn it on its head, and when uh, Chelsea won the European Cup, uh, they were the most like defensive, boring team ever, and their performance. Uh, was horrible. It's just this defensive unit that was just nicking goals here and there. If you turn around to the Chelsea fans and said to them, like, performance over the result, they've got the European Cup, but they're known for playing the worst brand of football ever to, to win that European Cup. And how, like, if that happened to Spurs now and we were playing in the Champions League and we won the European Cup, but we were playing absolute garbage football, you'd take it. You'd take it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 100% you would. Yeah, I mean, it is quite a good quick. There's so many angles to the guy's question. Mm. But in terms of team and individuals, um, I mean, Delhi, Delhi Ali, we do talk about talk about now. Mm. Um, on Saturday, I was so frustrated with him. But then I think when I took a step back and looked at the bigger picture, I, I, I mean, I thought he did his job in terms of you know getting the assist for two goals. Yeah, I mean, you could, you could. I mean, I think it was he didn't really get the assist for. Kane's second. Is that what you're talking about? Well, I think I don't know if he's been credited it, but no, yeah, he was involved. He, he, he was involved in the first it, two it goals was, at least. It was ultimately, ultimately his his work and craft that, that got us there. Um, it, it's a difficult one because you're watching Delhi for about 90 minutes, and recently he, he's he, the same frustrations I have with him in his recent performances are the same ones I had uh, a year or two a year ago with Ericsson. No, 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 oh, with, 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 with okay. Delhi, where, where he was kind of wasteful on the ball. He would try things that were unlikely to come off. And he kind of, you can contribute to the game by playing things simply, but he, he wasn't doing that in this game, and he wasn't doing that before. And, and what I think is that he's, he's out of form for whatever reason. It might be some of the stuff that we talked about last week about, um, uh, you know, he, he's, I don't know, his head might be turned or he's thinking about his agent. Whatever it is, something's not quite right there. But 
like you say, he came up, he assisted uh, Kane, and he more or less assisted the uh, second goal as well. So the interesting thing is, um, you know, the front three of Ericsson, Kane and Ali, I mean, Kane's kind of exempt from it more so than the other two. But these are guys known to flit in and out of games. But at important moments, they pop up with stuff that wins us games. So you've always got to take the rough of the smooth yeah, with, with Delhi and, and Ericsson. I think as well, the reason why people have a bit of the needle with Ali is because um, th- there were two chances, two clear-cut chances, um, that a player of his calibre should have buried and should have got us like, well out of sight. And he didn't. And it's kind of disappointing thinking back of like, oh, you know, if we, if we were 1-0 up and he, he puts that in, we're, you know, we're on the straight straight clear from there. So it's just those, like you were just saying, Flav, those, uh, those opportunities that you become wasteful or you make the the wrong decision because they try something when, when clearly if they'd have just squared it, it would have been a lot in a lot better position but again he's a, he's a young player he's a, he's, a, he's a young lad and he's had an absolutely meteoric kind of rise to mm. where he is now um, and it'd be foolish to think he's a settled adult and he, he's kind of focused and knows what he's doing he's, he's going to have that part in his game and that's what what uh, is different from him Above the rest, and so that he can, he can do the sublime, but he also can do the ridiculous. So well. he, he in, in the previous games he wasn't celebrating when he scored. I mean, he celebrated when he scored against Barnsley, yeah. but when he was involved in a, a goal-scoring move, he kind of was n- non-reactive, and that was what made me believe that there was something not right. But he did react when Kane scored. He reacted when he assisted. He reacted when Kane scored his second. So it may be that he's getting over that hump. And yeah. I, I don't, we, we, it's, it's, we're like three fans watching a game of football, making massive assumptions about something we don't know. It could be anything, and it could be just poor form. It could be anything. You know, he might be frustrated with his performances. Um, but you know, God, I mean, it's it's got to be a bit crazy. I mean, as we said earlier, on, it's a meteoric rise for for Deli Ali, and now every move he does is. Um, no, looked up, looked under a microscope. Mm. He's not celebrating the goal. Oh, is it because the agents are after him? Um, I think there was an instance in the game where the ball ran under his foot, which is something you do when you're not really concentrating and thinking. Someone at that level of football doesn't make that kind of mistake. If it can, you know, what the fuck can he be thinking about? This is the London derby here, and there were a couple of chances that you know were guilt-edged chances that he sort of put away. Or at least worked the keeper. He didn't work him. So people are gonna gonna make these assumptions. Thankfully. I mean, we're not at a point where the fans are going to turn on him in any, in any shape or form. No, of course he's, not. He's, no. he's still contributing. We're just but, discussing something, really. But it's all conjecture. I mean, it, obviously, this is all conjecture. Yeah, yeah. Mean, What we think. Kane, though. He can't stop scoring now, can he? I have, I have a couple of Kane stats. Go on, give us some. Um, so, 122 Premier League games, 82 goals. <laughs> in the yeah. Premier League. Fuck so, it's 18 short of 100 Premier League goals. Fuck. So, that's more than Van Nistelrooy, Aguero and Henri at this stage. That's just that's more than anyone mental. else. Uh, I don't know. I, I only it's have. There's the information that I have. <laughs> I think Shearer has. I think Shearer might have had more. Mm. But Shearer kind of um, was on the cusp of the Premier League and the old First Division. So yeah, it's that's a bit weird. Um, another one. Kane has scored 31 goals in 2017. West Ham has scored 35. That's for Oily Sailor, the Opta stats guy. It's just so, fucking sorry, mental. What, what was that? So, he scored Kane, more goals Kane, than West Ham. No, 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 no. West Ham scored 35. Kane has scored 31. It's going to be a race to see who scores the most goals in 2017. Fucking that's hell. just ridiculous. That I mean, is madness. And we take it for granted. Yeah. Um, 
You know, I mean, there's an old saying, give me, give me my flowers or I can still smell them. And with Harry Kane, it's a bit of that with him. You've got to appreciate Kane while he's with us. You know, I, I want to hear that again. Yeah. Give me my flowers while I can still smell them. Well, why can't he stay? Why can't he stay and, and, and create a legacy like no other well, Spurs player well, he ever wants, did? He wants the records. I think he's obsessed with breaking records being a Spurs player. And I sincerely hope he does. But things like Saturday, we're like, oh, he scored two. And it's, it's a bit like when um, when Shearer was in his pump, when he scored a hat trick again, scored a brace again, and people just think, well, well, whatever, he's, he's done it last week. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I did think when he just sl- like, slotted that pass into the net for the second goal, I thought, this is insane, he's doing it again. And, and the narrative... Well, he's doing it again, he's got seven goals this season already. Yeah, I'm not going to say a narrative, it's not so much a narrative, but he'd never scored away at West Ham, I thought, well... Well, he has now. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. I thought, fuck it all. He's just like, yeah. just out a couple of wallets. So there's only four, four teams in the Premier League that he hasn't scored against. I guess one of them in Brighton. Yeah, and Huddersfield have been two. Cardiff was one, but they're not in the Premier League anymore. But Yeah, he's, um, he, he's, he's superb. And, that, and for the third goal, that free kick was absolutely perfect. Well, it wasn't perfect. It would have gone in, but it was almost perfect. And we scored from the, the you know, cannon off the post and going to Eric. So we kind of... I can't remember what actually happened, but it kind of ricocheted ricoch- 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 yeah. to, to Ericsson. He <clears throat> calmly slotted it in with good technique. But the, the free kick was superb. Uh, the, the, the first goal as well, like the ball coming in, I think it was slightly behind him. He had to angle himself yeah. uh, to get his head on there. And as soon as I, it left his head, I kind of like, was, I was just waiting for that net to bulge. And as soon as it did, I was fucking going mad. And like as well, it's just his reaction after that. He. He, I, I, I was looking at the screen and he was as joyous as I was and mm. it was kind of like we were both living in that moment and then when the second goal he just kind of uh, rolled it in um, and he celebrated and it was just like being 2 nil up so early on it was just so beautiful it was and then when we went 3 nil up it was almost like how lo- how many do we score here yeah um, it was it was a rout at that point and then obviously Serge Aurier um, got I mean, deservedly sent off. I think both both were bookings. Um, the first one seemed a bit looks a bit harsh. That's probably been me and my Spurs hat on. Yeah, I mean, but, even well, still, you can understand why it happened. The well, second on, one, as on soon the as yellow, I, he's turned to that D. As soon as I saw it, as soon as I saw it, I was like, he's gone. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, a couple of things. There was Spurs' first sending off since Kirikesh away at Stoke. Do you remember that when we lost three 0 Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesus. I thought it was Norton that West Ham, but apparently it's the Kirikesh against Stoke. Yeah, must be no. Um, and that's Aurier's third career sending off in over two hundred appearances. People think he's like some kind of um, Vieira of like double figures of sending offs, but he doesn't get sent off that much. And um, well, three in two hundred is quite a lot. Not that much. I'm really. not saying that he's a liability or anything. But well, he... it's funny you should say that. I mean, I did a tweet today because I spoke with um, a colleague at work. He says, "Yeah, that Sergio is a bit of a liability, isn't he?" And I wanted to flip a table when he said they've had to kind of keep it calm because. Even in the studio, Pardew was saying, yeah, you know, I think even if I asked Sergio, I'd, av- I'd avoid Pochettino for a few days and, and all well, the rest of it. There seems to be, um, I don't want to say a witch hunt, but there's people who's talking shit about, oh, yeah, and we don't like it. It's, cause it's easy to fucking regurgitate shit that they've read and, like, to play to that narrative. It's, it's, it's easy filling the air with that crap. I just think, I think it, it seems to be that people will latch on to anything to be right, or, or to, ha- to have an alternative position that, so that they, they can elevate themselves above the banality of their lives. Well, well, yeah, I mean... Nice, nice. I mean, we've got, <laughs> we've got a question here from Ben Borman on Facebook. Um, 
Would you want more players to be like Aurier, risk takers, that sort of level of passion and effort, even if they get sent off once in a while? And that's kind of what we're what we're saying here is that Aurier will always kind of straddle. I can't say always will, but he just kind of straddle the line. He is a bit. He's kind of finding his feet in a very solid defence. So, so he he's sending off records like one in every sixty-three games. So that's yeah. that's once a season, which is a lot. But I think already he's demonstrated something that we were missing even with Walker there. Well, you mean which is a technique and and the calmness and strength. Because look at look at the um, Arnautovic. I mean, people are saying that was a penalty when he pulled his shirt. No, I think, no I, think, I think they were both finding each other. To be fair, it and, was fifty-fifty. And that, could that, you imagine Trippier in that situation? Trippier is quite slight, and Arnautovic yeah. should have barged him off on probably yeah, and he would have it in. He wouldn't have had the build to get round, and that tackle was yeah. absolutely superb. It's, exactly. I I can't I can't see the logic in criticising him at this stage. I get the, the sending off was stupid. It really was, but I've already seen enough to convince or, or to kind of forgive him. I, I think we signed an absolutely quality footballer there. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned last week on the pod that you know he's always smiling. He seems a very happy player. Yeah. Well, when the players, the players seem to like him, and even the celebrations, he was he was all in there. And I mean, he's someone who's probably been watched closely because of comments he'd made. Historically, he doesn't come um, across. He comes across very positive. Yeah, I mean, he's very popular in the PSG dressing room. If you follow him on Instagram, he's always saying, "You know, happy birthday to Thiago and this player and that player." He's still very popular at there, and he's kind of fitted in straight away. Do you know, in terms of his attitude, he reminds me of Zakora about how happy yeah. he is to be. Such a happy disposition. Yeah, um, and that's always going to benefit. You, while you look at uh, Delhi and you think, "Is there something wrong?" You look at him and think, "He's the happiest player on earth." Exactly, I mean, you know, as I said before, it was a very protracted move. Well, all of them was a protracted, and we thought, well, you know, that like PSGs are going to want to muck in that Spurs, and he's just coming yeah. in, just like settled right in. He just wants to play, by the looks of it. And I, don't, I don't like his hair. Uh, what? That's... Oh, the, 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 the little badger thing on the yeah, front. Yeah, I don't like it. But him and um, Sissoko are quite padded. They won a title at Toulouse together. Did they really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, Sissoko played all right. Yeah, I mean, every week we put the questions out. Every week we're saying, oh, should Sissoko play for Spurs again? Sissoko, this, Sissoko, that. I mean, it's become like a broken record on the pod. We're saying, well, look, he's doing fine. I mean, he's. I mean, it's not worth being hyperbolic about the performance because, you know, he made very elementary errors, kicking the ball out of play and all the rest of it, but he's effective. He's an effective player. He's not someone who's pretty to watch, but he's effective. He definitely isn't pretty to watch, but I, I, I just kind of think Pochettino continu- continues to use him in every single... Do you think the noble incident shows he's got a level of confidence in the team now? But because you know. um, what I've said in the past, that he doesn't look confident when he gets a ball, he wants to get rid of it as quickly as possible. But the fact that he's... The fact there's a London derby, high stakes, and... Noble was given, and he just stood up to what, what, what are you going to do, kind of thing. Now, I mean, maybe he's maybe, maybe he feels a bit more. Maybe or just there's sort of plain facts as what what was Noble going to do. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, just the size of Noble and him. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I, well, I, there was a great picture with um, uh, where it was the bit where Noble was standing up, and it yeah. was unfortunate for Noble, but it looked like he was terrified. Was, <laughs> I mean, I mean Sissoko would have killed him, and and I I loved it because. West Ham fans are properly kind of like nobles, our fucking heroes, our warrior and all that. And ultimately, a geezer that no Spurs fan really gives a shit about <laughs> could have ripped him a new one. Yeah. Um, the West Ham fans after the game, a lot of, uh, lot of, obviously they're angry. 
they're angry. We put a tweet out and said, um, "Have that, you slags," <laughs> which is pretty tame. I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a lot of response from West Ham. <laughs> really, they're an angry bunch. I mean, yeah, I think they're slags. They are slags. We we, we received a question. Um, I think a bloke of a sixty-year-old daughter got got a shattered jaw. A Spurs fan got a jaw shattered by a West Ham fan. Really? Well, what a woman! No, a bloke. Oh, it was a bloke. Bloke of his daughter. And um, people are asked if he's going to kick off in the cup game, which is um, a month away. But apparently, West Ham's firm are looking for him too. I mean, just West Ham's firm are looking for the bloke who did the assault. Oh, so, uh, so they so actually have firm? Yeah, it's just out of order, you know, it's the blokes of his kid. I've not been to an away game at London Stadium, but apparently, both fans converge under a tunnel. And at night, it can get quite dark at tunnels, so that's probably where a lot of the stuff kicked off. Right there. So, so both, there's a tunnel and both fans go down? I believe so. And yeah. there's no cop. Well, I've, I've not been myself. I can only talk about mm. the, the experiences secondhand. I mean, it's a bit like when you go to Upton Park and you've got the chicken run. And I've been there a few times. I've known my way around the area so I can avoid the aggro. But London Stadium is fairly new. So maybe the... But it's, it's a venue. It's a sort of fish that's always going to get a bit of aggro anyway. It's our fifth away win in a row. Which is... Well, yeah, from, from last season. Yeah, yeah. Island. Yeah, yeah, so it's not an easy thing to do. Not at all, no. I mean, I'd much rather play away from home than, than at Wembley. Massively, I think I think every single person would as well. And does that not show a testament to what Pochettino's done, that we're so good away from home, where the the storyline says that you go away from home and you get a point? Yeah. That's starting to change a bit. I think there's about three or four teams also I'm beating away from home this season. But every season Pochettino evolves when... His first season had Bentaleb and Mason, and we thought next season that's going to be the partnership. And he ripped it up and started again. And it's all about Spurs pressing and pressing and pressing. And now we're a counter-attacking team. So it's almost like a counter-press now. So he's evolved, he's evolved Spurs again. And again, our away record is great. At home, that sort of, um, that sort of play doesn't really lend itself to playing at home because you've got to kind of impose yourself on a game. Yeah. So maybe, that, maybe that's where we're lacking, but our waveform is going to be great throughout the season because of that. Well, I think that the, the, when, you, when you're at Wembley with the size of the pitch, uh, the pre- uh, imposing yourself is a lot more difficult because you have to move to create space and you have to move to uh, stretch their defenders. So obviously they're going to sit in a very tight formation, whoever it is that comes to Wem- Wembley. And we're going to have to run further physically, than the most simplest terms, run further to create a... Uh, a stress on, on, on their formation in order to create create room. Uh, and also, uh, thinking uh, when, when, the te- when the team are sitting back and they've been sitting back for 70, 70 minutes and then they've got like, the last 20 and it, then it's kind of like, right, Spurs are going to be knackered now because all they've been doing is pouring forward and pressuring us. And then when they do start to kind of counter-attack, they're going to have a lot of room to go, to, to run into. And it's just kind of like... Figuring out back at Water Lane, if if that did happen, you it's a lot a lot more of a narrower pitch. But at Wembley, you you got a yard either side of you, so you can that what that one uh, through ball that you put through is going to have that bit more width, to, so, so that you can that you can make those runs. So it is difficult of uh, balancing the two. And I think as long as we kind of suss it out fairly early doors, I think we'll be all right. Because if we have that away form that, that we've got at the moment. Uh, and we uh, and we start getting the res- results in at home, then you know we will be up there. Um, fuck, completely forgot my point. Good. This keeps happening. Old age. Old age. 
But, uh, yeah, if, if, if you had 100 points to give towards a woman and she could, uh, you'd give, say, 50% to breasts and 50% to bum, what would you do? How many points would you give to breasts and how many points would you give to bum? Breasts. That's a bit... Look, man, I love a bit. I love booty, so it'd probably be 40, 60. 60 booty, 40 tits. Oh, I, I think 50, <laughs> I think 50, 50, but you know, I mean, I like, um, I like, I like girls with you know, a bit of shape, a bit of curves, body positive. Where, where'd you go? Uh, 60, 40 for the tits. For the tits? The tits. Really? I like the tits. Stop doing that. <laughs> I, 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 no, I would go, I would go 75 arse. 25 boobs, yeah. Really? Yeah. I love a bum. I know. I'm not a, not a bum. Like, not not in that way, but yeah. No, I'll fucking do that as well. Whatever. <laughs> We're liberal. That's like an emergency um, question. Have you got any more of those? No, no. That just literally pops into my head. Um, we've got Applewell and Huddersfield. Uh, are we doing an extra pod this week? I would like to. Yeah. I can only do one evening this week, and that's well, Wednesday. Behind the curtain, not really worth. All right, all right. We'll do it. That's but, the two um, predictions. Quick prediction for the two games. It's not worth really going into. Do you know what? Uh, I forgot that we were even playing yesterday. Yeah, tomorrow. So. Um, Oh, that fuck knows, aren't it? Huddersfield, um, I, I think, will be... Uh, well, it's away, isn't it? It's, it's away, so um, I, I think our away form is good. We should be beating them. They started the season pretty well, and they beat um, Palace 3-0 away from home. Um, I think they drew last weekend to Burnley. Might have that wrong. But I think we'll win probably 3-1. Oh. All right. Uh, I think I am going to go for uh, 2-1. Spurs. 2-1 Spurs, yeah. Have you got Flav? Uh, I think 2-0 Spurs. I just think um, I think they, so far, have experienced kind of mediocre sort of... No, sort of middle they, level. They, they keep a lot of clean sheets, weirdly. They, they are good defensively. Um, Wagner, has, since he took over from uh, Huddersfield uh, beginning of the last season, he was uh, he, he's done incredible for the, the kind of tools he's been he's been given to work with. And um, he's kind of Pochettino in that instance because he, there's an anomaly at a football club always if you overperform. He has got Huddersfield into the Premier League where they had no right to. In the Championship, they were had the fifth, uh, sorry, no, fifth um, least or fifth worst wage budget, and they've um, they've fucking he got them up. So there's definitely something there, but ultimately, you know, we well. Ultimately, when they come to when when they, they face a club like Tottenham, like Man City and Man United, there's not much you can do. I, I'm not, I'm kind of tempting fate somewhat, but there's not much you can do in terms of tactics if we're on a game. Okay, I've um, got a quick little well, not not so much a stat, but just um, it's our first league game against Huddersfield since March 21st, 1972. We drew one all, and Jimmy Pierce scored our goal. Yeah. I think back then they had Frank Worthington. One for, the, one for the older guys who listen to this. Who scored our goal? Jimmy Pierce. Mm. I don't know that, name. Do you not know him? Legend, I suppose. Really? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> um, <laughs> were you going to say you had a point? No, it's just uh, like Huddersfield. Um, like, throughout my... When I used to go and watch Spurs uh, during the 90s... Um, uh, and we used to get... We, we used to get done by fucking ridiculous yeah. things at home. And my old man used to always say to me, like, you, you, you should be... Um, happy that you were kind of you're supporting a team like Tottenham, uh, amazing support, won everything, uh, nearly everything, and it's amazing. 
and there are there are kind of you know so called lesser teams and uh, on, on what they haven't won, where they are, and stuff like that. And Huddersfield, from where they were, and and coming up to the Premier League, can you imagine what it feels like for supporting your team for for that long? Like you know, but from if we were doing it from the, like all thirty year olds. Mm. Um, and watching your team in the lower leagues and then finally getting that chance and playing good football so like they've, that manager as they've well. got a, a quality um, quality couple of chance when they're I think they've got to the semi-finals of, of, of the playoffs against Leeds I think they played last year and they scored and one of their players uh, did an interview with I don't know where it was some fucking Sky Sports or some bullshit and he, he goes it's a fucking dream by by mistake, he's like, oh, this is oh, a fucking yeah, yeah, dream. Oh, yeah, 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 I and remember. Huddersfield fans are going, it's a fucking dream, it's a fucking dream, <laughs> it's a fucking dream, it's a fucking dream. That's amazing. Yeah. And that, they also said, uh, we're on our way, we're on our way <laughs> to the Premier League, we're on our way. And now they sing, we're on our way to the Champions League. <laughs> yeah. oh, no, no, I, lo- that- I love that Gallo's humor, football humour. But yeah. they're the only Yorkshire team in the Premier League. And Yorkshire previously had the Sheffield clubs and Leeds, you know, sort to say, bigger clubs in them. And now they're the only Yorkshire clubs that they're representing for their, for their county. And Matt, who owns Bull Street, is a massive Huddersfield yeah, fan. Yeah. And I've, I've enjoyed their rise vicariously through him. But he's still to this day goes, we're tiny Huddersfield. Yeah. There's huge giants in Yorkshire. Um, anyway, we've got Applewell as well, away, um, not to be underestimated. No. But if we can't beat a Cypriot team, then. I'm sorry, Spooky. Um, I, I'm not sorry. I mean, like, surely he can... No, I'm understand. Not, I'm not sorry either. No, fuck. Fuck. Applewell. Anyway, um, so, <laughs> in the last seven years, Arsenal have finished in the Champions... Uh, in, in the quarterfinal of the Champions League zero times. Tottenham and Applewell both have, have, have achieved that feat. Yeah, Applewell in 2012. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That is... Uh... Just shows you how shit Arsenal are, not it? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Applewell are currently 10th after three games and uh, they have four points on the table. Yeah. Um, so they're not doing well domestically. No, I mean, they got beat 3-0 by Madrid in the, in the first game. But this will be a bit more... I mean, tomorrow night we've got injuries. Um, Ericsson's ill, mm. which is which, which you found out today. Um, Vertonghen suspended. Wanyama Dembele is, are injured. And have you said Dele suspended already? No, Dele, yeah. Dele, Dele Ali, second game of suspension, so it'll be a makeshift team. Hopefully we've got enough to do it. I predict a draw. No, we have to win. We, we have do to. have to win, because no. if we get six points and Madrid beat Dortmund, we're six points above Dortmund, that gives us a good chance of qualifying the next round. I mean, the best way to get out of this group is not to think about anybody else, right? We need ten points, but it gets you through. Yeah. Ten I mean, points gets you through. We've got, one, we've got three against Dortmund... If we get three, both against Applewell, we only need a, a, a draw against the, both Real Madrid games or the Dortmund games well, we've got to watch in the Dortmund. Other, we've got right. to watch the other game in the group. If, if Real Madrid beat Dortmund and we win our game, then we're six points ahead. We can't... It will be a collapse of colossal sorts to, to lose that. Through, yeah. I wish it was that easy. I wish it was well, that it's, easy it's as to paper, say, yeah, we've done Dortmund, three points, Applewell, home and away, nine. All we've got to do is get a draw somewhere. Well, we don't. We we can go, you can go through on nine as well. It's just that you have to the, the guarantee. Yeah, yeah, I know. Because Dortmund are top of their group, so they're the top of their league, and they're doing very well. So, so if Dortmund lose both their, both their games against Real Madrid, yeah. win both by Applewell, and we draw with Dortmund, we go through. Yeah. 
Will we draw, though? Because they were pretty good. Yeah, yeah, they were fantastic. We will see. Uh, This has been the first half of the Fighting Cock podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, Ricky has got a special, I mean, he doesn't know this, but a special edition of Wikipedia coming right up. Hi, this is Windy, back with the weekly youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off with the lone players, Connor Ogilvie was an unused sub for Gillingham in a 3-0 defeat at Rochdale. That result has prompted Gillingham's head coach, A.D. Pennock, to lead by mutual consent. Tom Glover played for Central Coast Mariners in a 2-0 win over Melbourne Victory in a behind-closed-doors friendly. Anton Walks played for Atlanta United in their 2-0 win over the Montreal Impact. Josh Onema was a 72nd-minute sub for Villa in their 2-1 win over Nottingham Forest, although judging by the social media comments, it wasn't the best cameo in the world. Cameron Carter-Vickers played the full 90 for Sheffield United in their 4-2 away win over Sheffield Wednesday. And Vincent Janssen scored a penalty in Fernabache's 2-1 win over Besiktas. Moving on to the youth teams, the under-18s lost 1-0 at home to Aston Villa, and Jonathan Debye saved a penalty in that match as well. Coach Matt Wells said, We dominated possession, dominated the territory to a point, but unfortunately, as we said at half-time, we didn't dominate the final third and made a lot of poor decisions in and around the Aston Villa's penalty area. The under-19s will play Applewell at 2pm on Tuesday in the UEFA Youth League, just before we play their first team in the evening. The under-23s lost 4-2 to Liverpool at Anfield on Friday night. Liverpool had Lazar Markovic and Ben Woodburn both in their starting eleven. Our goals came through a Marcus Edwards penalty and a Christian Magoma curler. Wayne Burnett said after the match, some of our play was a little naive and we have to learn from that. I expected us to make better decisions on and off the ball. In the first half we didn't and we got punished for it. That's it for this week. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. Rick, you've got another little bit of uh, trivia for us. Go on, hit me. Right. Which player has played in all of the following derbies? Munich, Merseyside, Hargreaves. North London, Milan and the Time Tees. Fuck, I should know this. Let's just move on. Let's just carry on. Would you like the question again, T? Which player has played in all of the following derbies? Munich, Merseyside, North London, Milan and the Tiny Oh, Seager. Next. Oh, fucking hell. So we had a plan when you went to the toilet to trick you. So I knew the answer. And you got it. Yeah, Seager. I don't like it. We actually got the final derby that, that we didn't get. What's that? The members of the eight. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The the. Uh, uh, actually, no, no, no. Don't let, tell anyone. Let let let, let them guess. guess. Let, yeah, let yeah, them yeah. guess. Yeah. Tweet when, us. When, when we post this on Twitter, Facebook, Insta, whatever, put your answers. Yeah, yeah, that'll be. Yeah. Tweet us and share it so we get more followers for our egos. <laughs> um, we haven't got enough on Twitter. Not nearly enough. Every single break, we're going to ask another little bit of trivia. Right, so sweet. get a couple more right. lined up. Uh, ben Alfrey, he, he, he put a Twitter out, uh, a poll on Twitter. He says, he goes, would you rather keep Pochettino or Kane? How would you vote and why? Um, I mean, I actually replied, uh, I, I voted Pochettino because he's the glue. He's the glue of, um, of Tottenham. But then... 
people people were applying to him saying, oh, our record of signing strikers, Kane, we can't replace him, but I believe Pochettino's a glue. To answer the question. Uh, it can't be, uh, I mean, I, don't, I suppose we can't. I mean, uh, yeah, you're right. The, the record of us signing strikers isn't um, all that great. But Kane is one part of the jigsaw puzzle that Pochettino has cut himself. So in order to to produce the performances that Kane has and the score the goals that he has, he's had to rely on what Pochettino has instructed his players to do. Poch- uh, Ericsson doesn't move the way he does and Ali doesn't move the way he does. And our wing-backs don't get forward in the way that they do for any other reason than, than Pochettino. Such a simplistic way of looking at it. I get... Kane is amazing and we're so grateful to have him and he's so important. But out of the two, it's like... if Ultimately, right, if you've got a family, a lot of brothers and a dad, right, you've got one older brother who's very good at looking after everybody, but ultimately everybody would want a good father there. That's what Pochettino is. Kane is the biggest brother. That's a brilliant way of putting it. But, uh, yeah, that, that's what we like. We'd be grateful. We love the older brother for looking after us all, but we need a dad. How do you vote, Rick? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Kane. What? Yeah. Why? Because um, I, I, I think it was because uh, it's partly because I doubted him first of all, um, and, I, and I was quite vocal of doubting him, uh, and I watched him play. Uh, uh, a couple of the 1882 events, um, and I kind of like—I I never thought he would make it. And then he started playing, started scoring. He's uh, the double goal, uh, goal, golden boot winner, two seasons in a row. He's on fire again. And uh, like I said in the first half, like when he scores and he celebrates, I feel like it's because he's uh, the way he celebrates is because he's a Spurs fan, and, and when he's scoring, and it's that. Kind of that romanticism of that he's he's one of us and he feels it as much as the heaviest defeats and uh, uh, like the highs and the lows he experiences it all and when you da- when you're down like when you're tenth, twelfth, fourteenth in the league and it's those players that you look to to bring that tiny bit of fucking joy in your life again and and he comes up and he does it time and time again and it's like if there was someone else there that wasn't that wasn't vocally Tottenham or didn't come from a, top, a, top, a line of family that was Spurs or whatever, and they were banging in goals. I, I would enjoy it, but it's just, it's again, it's that, that, that romanticism of it's one of your own that not only uh, his family supports Spurs. It's like, no, uh, I, you, I, you know, like, um, he, wasn't, he wasn't the kind of uh, signing that we wanted him to be, but we knew David Bentley... And his whole family supported Tottenham. And when he came along and he scored that goal, and every time he played, I, I willed him so much to do... Rick, I think, I think you're answering... I'm not digging you out here, yeah. but I think you're answering a different question. I think you're asking, answering who would, who would it hurt more if they left, and rather than who's more important to Tottenham right now. Well, it, would, I, it would hurt because Harry to, Kane to, is well, Tottenham. To, to be honest, uh, well, I mean, if it was more important to Tottenham, it would probably be um, Poch, but... I don't want to answer that. <laughs> okay. A lot of people said that, actually. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, get a question, Rick, for the next, next bit. Um, so, so, I've got some news and articles. Uh, Delhi's promised the, uh, was promised the move to Real Madrid or Man United by the agents battling it out for his signature. This is, uh, there was two agents. One of them's 
fucking what's his name? Jorge Mendes. Yeah, the other Emilio guy. Raola. Yeah, so Raola is, in my opinion, the dangerous one because he's got uh, Pogba to. He's got Zlatan as well. He got uh, he got AC Milan to agree a ridiculous deal for Donnarumma. Yeah. Um, he's also Dibala's agent. Uh, you know what? Um, I had invited a few mates around my house on Saturday night and I watched the the Juve game. Yeah. It was against Torino. And Dybala is a bollocks. I see what you see. He is, he's amazing. I see what you see, he's an amazing player. I think everybody does. I mean, uh, yeah, but I don't watch a lot of European football. I don't generally sit there and watch it. And I, I watch it. And he, he looks great. He's, he's incredible. He's, I think genuinely in Europe he's the next massive superstar. I hope he stays at Juve. It would be great. It'd be great if he doesn't end up we, at Barcelona we, or Real Madrid or often, PSG. We often dig out Bardi about the Serie A, but I think the crowds there are a bit better than they are in La Liga. Um, talking about the Dele situation, I think it's a matter of time before he leaves Spurs. He's very driven, he's very career-minded. Are you bothered by that at all? Like, does it bother you? Like, like, right now, if he left for £100 million, how would you feel? I'd want him to go abroad. But how would you feel? What would it make you feel if he left Spurs? If he, all right, if he left... Be, for, I'm not, I'm not going to say oh, I didn't like him anyways. No, I'm not a brilliant player. I don't want him to leave. I'd be sad if he left. It's but, um, but I I think we see the kind of person he is. And it's not even a negative thing. He's very driven. He's very single-minded. And Tottenham is just a stepping stone on his way to being, well, maybe the best player in the world. Maybe he won't be. But that's what he wants to be. The best player in the world. Hmm. And if he sees... Being the best player in the world at another club, then then fair play to him. But I think there's an inevitability that he's going to leave us, and it's just one of those things. Hopefully, he moves abroad. This is what I want. You think, Rick? They leave us. They always do. He'll leave. I don't know where he'll go. Who will take him? Who will pay the money? Who will pay the money for the wages? But you know, he'll go. They always do. All right, Marac- Michael Verona on Facebook, he says, last week Potts treated the squad to a steak dinner for the purpose of team bonding. What kind of evening would you treat the squad to for a team bonding experience? Well, I think you've kind of lived it for the last three, four days, Flav. It's funny you should say that, T. I, uh, so we went, <laughs> I alluded to it at the start of the podcast. I went to Amsterdam and um, took loads of mushrooms. There is no better way to bond people together, sort out problems, than to take psychedelics. I disagree with that. Why? Because I, I went like years and years ago. I went with a gang of mates to Amsterdam. Yeah. And we all done mushies, and uh, it was a. Uh, it wasn't the greatest time for me. It was. Uh, it, w- there was more kind of. Uh, it was personal experience at the time. Cause it was like you know you know when uh, you see someone that, that's on the edge. It's like let's pull him away from the cliff and push him over. Yeah. So it wasn't a great experience of mushrooms for myself. Okay, so um, how would you how would you bond the squad? Uh, MDMA. That would work. So hang on. Okay, uh, I'll ask a question. Wait, that would who, work. Would, who would react the best and the worst to it based on what you know about him? Sonny. Because um, Tony <laughs> D said a mate of his put someone in a headlock. On. No. So who would be the headlock guy, uh, and who would be shit, the most? Man. Affectionate. I've never met anybody who did that. I've well, never met, uh, met anybody who did it at all. But the, um, the 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 aggressive side of things are an anomaly. It doesn't often happen. But the the positive side of MDMA in a relationship building circle. So I met. So me and Rick went out um, maybe seven or eight years ago. More, more maybe. Yeah, when, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was living round my way. 
and you brought your, a few of your mates down. Yeah. And one, one of your mates, I didn't really speak to all night. Yeah. We went back to yours. I was buzzing my tits off. Twinkle, yeah, yeah. Twinkle, yeah. I, I didn't know what I was allowed to say. He was on a, on a camp bed. And yeah. I looked down and thought, that camp bed looks all right. Just let me get in. Get in like that. And we held each other mm. for about, I would say, 45 minutes. That's bonding. I remember his name. So what Spurs player there you would, go. Would, you, would you be doing that with? If you snuck on... Yeah, on the camp of, bed. Yeah, 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 camp bed with, um, I think... I'm kind of thinking... You've got to be Aurier, surely. He's got to be the one who's going to be the most. Yeah, he would be great. Would, he, would so he annoy you? No, 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 no. He's so, he's so positive, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Um, it, it wouldn't be Delhi. It would... I, 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 my gut feeling... Davinson Sanchez. Would we get the best trip? I just think, like, it would be all right. <laughs> for, for me, uh, you know, like, the aggressor, the headlock, it would be Jan. Really? Yeah, he, he'd spoon out. Um, I, I think... Um, I don't know, I, th- I think Dyer might be that uh, that guy who's just got that grin on his face, like, his eyes pointing in different yeah. directions, he's just there. He's going it. out, just loving it. But then I think um, like, we'd all be, like, having it and everyone's having a great time and, oh, you're right, Gage, you want me to get you some water? And we'll all, like, be touchy-feely and everything will be all right. Water! I'll add some... Ben's not been seen in, like, 45 minutes. And you'd go out and he would be wearing, like, an office shirt... But nothing below and loafers, just walking the street. And no, like, no, no, no. Yeah, just his trousers and pants would be off, but he'd still have his loafers on. <laughs> he'd still have a shirt on, but, but there'd be nothing in between. And that'd uh, be like Ben, man. Well, come back in. General I, Ben. I agree, I think Ben Davis would have the worst reaction to it. Give us a, another trivia card. All right. Cool. Name the four players who have scored hat tricks. For three different Premier League teams. Four players. And there could be one. No. Oh. Ferdinand. Uh, Les Ferdinand. One. Sheringham. Two. Oh. Got a name Old Cunts. <laughs> Just name Old Cunts. Shearer's didn't pay for two. So it won't be him. Fowler didn't do it. No. We've got a carry on. Any of these, if we can't get them, any of these, if you don't shout them out at the end, any of these, just kind of tweet us. Yeah, tweet talk. us or just reply on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, we had a question from Brett Davis on Facebook. It says, in a no-holds-barred battle, how many 10-year-olds could you take out? They and you are full-on savages. There's, 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 no, there's nothing a 10-year-old could do to me. In a no-holds-barred battle, what are we talking about? Like knives and... I ain't stabbing a ten-year-old. I'm not stabbing anyone. Okay, tell you what. I'll tell you what. Unarmed, I'm, I'm, unarmed and clothed. And clothed. All right. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I think after ten, you'd start to struggle. Yeah, ten-year-old. I think. I think maybe. I'd go along with flash ten. I'd go along with flash ten. Yeah. These these kids are massive as fuck. You get a six foot twelve year old for fuck's sake. You know what I mean? Well, if you get one of them, you're unlucky. But generally, you're going to get an underdeveloped child. Like. Uh, it, it, and when like, malnourished ten-year-old no, is not eating for a week. When you, I don't know. I mean, when you said ten, I was thinking about me when I was ten, and you couldn't tell whether so I that's was, different. That's, that's different times. You couldn't tell whether I was male or female when I was ten. That's true. If it was one of them, if it was me, yeah, sixteen, seventeen. Okay, we'll go with ten-year-old Flav as, as a metric because yeah. 
We'll be here all night if we're going to like. Really? Yeah, we've got to tell you what's about yeah, to Yeah, I, I think we'd go double figures easily. Yeah, yeah that's a bit harsh. <laughs> you know what? I reckon maybe. They just don't have the aggression. Yeah, but they'll keep coming. These are savages. Oh, oh are they? That's what, that's what the question says. They're all well, savages. If they are savages, then, you know, it's maybe be ten. Man. Maybe ten. But ultimately, what you're saying is you've got to knock them out. They, you, there's no... Th- th- otherwise, they get back up and keep coming. If they're, 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 they're savages, they're going to use weapons. And they're going to be No, like, no, they, they, they have to be... They, they have no weapons either. They've only got their fists. So how much damage can a ten-year-old do yeah, you? Then, how many different clubs, by the way? Three. Okay, go on. Come on, go on. Oh, all right. All right, uh, yeah, so t- uh, 15, 16. Um, Matt Croker, he says, I love Loris, but does... I love Loris, but does he need to be dropped? I'm starting to forget when he last made a few quality saves in the game. Surely competition in all areas of the pitch, including goalkeeper. Personally, we would love to see Vaughan get a few games. You know, as a do you know something? Um, I'll, let, I'll, let, I'll let the listeners behind the curtain. Um, when Hugo Lloris makes a save, I get a message from Bardi. I've not had many. This is at home, though. This, is at, this is at home. Get a, get a message from Bardi saying what? That he's made a save. Why? Because it is because at, at Wembley it doesn't make many saves. Um, it's a bit of a Claudio Bravo situation at, at home. It isn't, though, is it? Because he's not. Bravo was a fucking shambles. M- more to the point, Flav, do you get one of these messages? No, I haven't. No, no so I it's got, a bit I, of an intro. I got no message. Because Bardi can see me from his seat, and I can see him from my seat. Hold on a minute. So it's an in joke with inside a group. So how are the listeners going to? Let's move on. So, do you think he should be <laughs> dropped? No, of course not. Never. Of course he shouldn't be dropped. But I, underst- I understand where he's coming. I understand the kicking his shit at times. I understand that uh, the goal that we conceded to Chelsea, was the, uh, the Alonso goal, was at his near post, squirmed under him. And I understand, you know, that he can fuck up at times, but a lot of the times, some of the saves he pulls off, are insane. Well, I mean, it's a bit like um, you're in a relationship, you love your girlfriend or your boyfriend, whatever the fuck, and you're happy. You discover social media, you discover Instagram, you discover the Explore tab, what your friends are liking, and you see a few you know, nice-looking girls and you think, you know what, yeah? I could drop my missus for one of these Instagram girls and be happier. But you know what? The girl you have is fucking amazing. Mm. Don't drop her. That's Hugo. Hugo is your missus, and you may see your missus as a comfortable pair of slippers, but, man, your missus is the fucking best. Appreciate her. Love her. Show all the love. Take her out. Don't look at what's in... Don't, the grass is never green on the other side. Don't do it. Don't drop Hugo. Nice, T. I like it. That's what Hugo is. Yeah, Hugo like is it. your missus and you're happy with her. Yeah, I like it. Hugo is Flav's <laughs> other half. Flav is Spurs fans. Flav loves his missus and he would not stray. Loves us a bit. Yeah. Don't know about that. Oh, hey. <laughs> some wood. Absolutely. And let's mix it up. Let's ask question. I, don't know, I went to Amsterdam, didn't I, at the weekend, so... Is any of that true anymore? Am I doubting myself? I don't know. I think you might be doubting You will never doubt yourself. I, did, I saw a couple of tasty prostitutes. <laughs> I banged a couple of tasty prostitutes. <laughs> they, were, they were amazing. But they're they're Vaughan. Vaughan. They, are, they, 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 they are Vaughan. And my missus, who was with me at the time, just shaking her head outside, 
Uh, I'll I'll tell you what, though. Speaking of Hugo Lloris, I mean, he's got a bit of a mini-bromance thing with um, Fernando Lorente. And Eric Dyer and Deli Ali are very active on social media, so you see and hear a lot of their bromance. But um, Hugo and Lorente aren't very big social media guys. But they're often together, so when they went up to Zappos today, they were preacher together. I will. What, 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 what do you think of that? Because there's, there's been a few complaints about Lorenzo shaving off his beard, but he still looks handsome. I, uh, I, 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 I love, uh, love Lloris. He's not on any social media at all. Um, his wife is on uh, Insta. Yes. And I follow her on Insta just to get a glimpse of him. I'm seeing fuck all, nothing. Of what? Of, of Lorenzo? Hugo, no, of Hugo, Hugo. Just, just like chilling out or whatever. It's like pure, like, his daughters and family and all that. Like, and all I want to do is see what Hugo's doing, man. But is it nothing, nothing. What do you make of it all, Fluff? Are you happy with their with the romance? Do you, do, you, do you prefer Deli Ali and Eric Dyer, or do you prefer...? I, I, I honestly feel nothing at all. I just want them to be happy. Because we were tweeted last week about... Son and Vimmer. Yeah. Son was very sad about Vimmer leaving to Stoke, and he said, "Oh, this is my best mate, and he's gone to Stoke." You know, I'm really sad about him going away. And <laughs> that was cracking, <laughs> cracking me up. Because <laughs> like, Son's pouring his heart out, yeah. and then you, and then Flavio was saying about Vimmer's probably yeah, exactly. like he's looking at us. Fuck, I've got so another message. Son's fucking. Not, <laughs> un- exactly again. <laughs> it, 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 it was. You know, sometimes you meet people like hey, get on, but then they like you a bit more than. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why are you looking at me like that? No, I don't know. Just difficulties would come over in the past. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really joking. I love you very much, Ricky. Should we move on? Uh, Pew- oh, fucking hell. How many of these fucking... This is ridiculous. Pew- Bobby... Have we got any of Spurs? No. Uh, Bobby H0315. Pew Pizza or Spunk Mac and Cheese? Pew Pizza. Mate, that is a fucking horrid D- question. Honestly, like, I- I'm not going to answer the question. Why? Because I-, I-, I can't be bothered, right? I'm fucking playing the game here. I, I-, I can't be bothered, but it- 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 if I'm wrong, do you want us to answer questions like this rather than talk about Spurs? If you do... But we're at a point, at a point where we're all pissed up and just answer stuff, isn't it? All right, Spunk Mac and Cheese, then. Is it? Nah. <laughs> I don't know, like, when, you- when you're eating the pizza, the... Oh, no, fuck. Mate, this is disgusting. Yeah, a few pizza all day long. All right, can we move on? Okay, next question. Dubs Weed. Sorry, a little bit there. Um, other than add pace out wide, can you give a convincing reason why we can't win the league? No, it's Wembley, isn't it? I think Wembley is the elephant yeah. in the room. It's Tottenham, yeah. <laughs> well, we could have won the league last year and the year before, but we didn't. But what's interesting about this question is um, there's a lot of negativity around, around Spurs. I shouldn't say a lot, because it's not a lot. I mean, it's, 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 there's people who are a bit negative about Spurs and, you know, we should have beat um, Burnley, we should have beat Swansea and we're not going to get anywhere if we don't beat these teams. Mm. But we're a very fucking good time. When we started this pod, we had, um, I think, we just reached the Champions League and we had Renup as our boss and we were saying, well... Did we have the Champions League the first time we did the pod? Yes. 2011? Fuck. July 2011. Did we qualify in 2010 season? Yes, I'm wrong, I'm wrong, I'm wrong, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. We didn't, we didn't make the Champions League. So we had Redknapp, and we were like... Back then, people are saying, well, why didn't we reach the next level, you know? Why didn't we push on? And now we've reached second... We've, we were second in the league last season. Yeah. I, I mean, we could have signed better players than maybe we have signed, but 
Sanchez is looks like he's been there for years. Lorente, I love what Lorente did at injury time last week. He showed experience that he wound up the West Ham players. Mm. They were fighting with us. Took the sting out of the game because um, yeah, they got wound up. You know when the night when the ninety minutes goes and they get the injury time and the home fans are like, "Fucking come on!" It's five minutes left, mm. and they're waiting. Like, you know what? This is where did, where did those five minutes come from? And Lorente they said, "No, I want to wind up their players." And they were fighting, they were fighting. The clock was running down. So you know what? This is. So I think Lorente is a good sign from that point of view. But maybe want someone more younger and virile. Mm. Do you, like when Lorente come on, do you think he was told? Do you think Potts had a word in his ear and said like, like you're going up for these challenges, drag out as much as you can. It's like part of the tactics, like just fucking play up to whatever, draw it out, slow the rhythm down. Don't let him like start launching balls in the box. Do what you need to. Do you know what I or, thought? Or do you think Lorente done it by himself, or do you think it was just? I reckon there's a wink. Yeah. I could, I could, Poch, Poch gave him a wink so you know, just, just go out there wink end of Levante played against Pochettino actually I think his debut was against Pochettino so that just show, like the shows man Bill old Bow. school yeah Bill Bow against Espanol so they put it in the city notes because he gave him a wink so you know what I've got, got no words for this London derby wink go out there dish out wallops on his down low and yeah okay one final question to end the Fighting Cock podcast go on Rick uh, which club was originally based in South East London before moving to North London in 1913? I've got no idea. Who, who's that? <laughs> I've got no idea. Answers on the postcard. Answers on the postcard. Tweet us. I don't know. We'll accept any names for their club. Absolutely any names. <laughs> anything you can think of to describe them. Actually, I'll tell you what. What would be interesting? Tweet us the most imaginative name you can tweet us about Arsenal anything you can, you can describe them Twitter Instagram no no no, no, no. Just, just Twitter and then we'll, we'll, we will retweet every single one nice every single weird name you've got for them everything it has to relate to to, to them whoever they may be yeah and we'll, we'll retweet everyone yeah how about that yeah I love you Rick I love you too I love you guys I love you too this <laughs> dog is no longer the big dog. Ricky is. I'm not a big dog. You are. I'm just a main dog. Podcast Network. Sports Social 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 Podcast Network.